Hello, my friends. This is Pastor Christopher Alam at home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I trust you're all doing well in God's blessings. Praise God. And we are in our subject of the Holy Spirit and his gifts. And today we are going to talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This will be, it'll take me a few days to go through this because I want to give you detailed information on what the Bible teaches rather than just skim over things. I want you to have some detailed knowledge of things of what the scripture actually teaches. So we're going to go through it in detail and this will take us several days. But before I start with our study on the gifts of the Holy Spirit, I want to uh, share a testimony. And this was years ago uh, in Sweden, actually. I was doing meetings in a Pentecostal church. I believe it was 1981. And uh, there was this um, uh, little girl and she came for prayer and actually her parents brought her. I, she was, I think if I recollect, recollect properly, this is, I'm talking about 39 years ago. And uh, this girl was, uh, I think maybe 10 years, nine years old. And she was wearing very thick glasses and her eyes were crossed and she saw very little. I mean, she had very, uh, she saw hardly anything and her eyes were crossed and she wore thick glasses. I remember this. And then, uh, so, uh, you know, I prayed for her in the meeting and in an instant, Jesus healed her eyes. Her eyes straightened out. They took her glasses off. She had perfect sight, beautiful. I mean, her whole visage, you know, her face, everything just changes. You changed. You didn't recognize her. She was a different person. Anyway, it was wonderful. I came back uh, to the church one more time and, you know, she had grown a little bit. She was perfectly okay. Then, I mean, I didn't know them. I, I was just there for meetings. But some years later, uh, she was, I think she, about seven, eight years later, I saw her in Bible school. She was the Bible school I was teaching. She had grown to be a beautiful young woman and she was, her eyes were perfect and you know then next thing I heard she got married she had children and now she's you know in her late 40s I guess I haven't seen her for some years but you know she she's a mother she's got grown-up kids and, and and you know when you when you when you see a miracle uh, God do a miracle for a child and and it's wonderful but then when you when you get to kind of follow that person's life and that person uh, is free from the disability, the person is healed and his life is changed or her life is changed, has married, has a family, has children. And you see that from a distance and you feel a satisfaction and you realize how good God is because it's not just the healing, but all the things that go with it, the, the restoration of that person's life and and, 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 and the wonderful things that God continues to do in that person's lives. Give them a home, give them a family. All that is so wonderful. Praise God. So I just wanted to share this with you. And um, that, um, you know, a miracle is followed by a life story. And it's the life story that uh, is so wonderful. Praise God. Praise God. Anyway. Now I'm going to start talking about the gifts of the Spirit now. But the first thing I must say to you that, uh, you know, there are natural gifts. And, but, the, but there are natural gifts and talents and abilities 
but they are not the same as the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I remember there was a time when we used to say, oh, gift of prophecy, the gift of playing the drums and the gift of playing the guitars. And, and you know, they're not the same thing. They are natural giftings, natural abilities. I have friends who can play like five or six instruments without a glitch. You know, they're just, they just have a natural talent for it. They can sing, but those are not spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are actually are actually manifestations of the Holy Spirit through man. They are totally supernatural. So the gifts that are listed in the Bible in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, they are supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit, or rather they are manifestations of the Holy Spirit. They have nothing to do with natural gifts. Okay, so now it says in verse one, I'm reading from verse one, it says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. That means that uh, this is this is the Apostle Paul. He says he wants us to, he doesn't want us to be ignorant when it comes to the gifts of the Spirit. Now there are diversities of gifts with the same Spirit. That means there's many different, there's a diversities, different kinds of gifts, but it's the same Holy Spirit. There are difference of administrations, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations with the same God, which worketh all in all. Which means that these gifts, they do different things. And there are, and people, uh, those who are servants of the Lord, who, who flow in these gifts, they flow in different ways, but it's the same God. Let me give you an example of what I mean by different ways. For example, the gift of prophecy. Now, there are, uh, I've heard many people prophesy and, and it's, it's different. Each, each one does it differently depending upon the hand, the work, the grace of God upon that person. Like I have one friend in Sweden, he's a pastor. When he prophesies, he, you know, it's, it's like he's, you can see him staring into space and what it is, actually he sees a scroll, a scroll appears and that scroll is unscrolled and he begins to read off that scroll and that is his prophecy. He begins to read, thus says the Lord, and he kind of uh, reads that scroll. Now, other people uh, don't see a scroll, but they get it word by word. They get an impulse and they open their mouth and suddenly God gives them the words. Now, other people, I've seen uh, people who are husband and wife teams, like the husband will uh, speak in tongues and the wife will interpret tongues. So uh, prophecies, the same gift comes in many different ways through different people, depending upon the grace of God upon them. And so it is other gifts, you know, gifts of healing and uh, working on miracles and uh, the, all these gifts, they don't, uh, there's no cookie cutter formula. They don't work the same way through everybody, but uh, the gifts operate through different people through the, in different ways. And all these gifts, they do different things. They don't all do the same thing. So anyway, that's what it means. He says, Verse 7, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Actually, these gifts are manifestations of the Spirit. As I early said, said earlier, they are given to every man to profit with all. So here is evidence to, for me that God wants to give these gifts of the Spirit to every person. Every person should have at least one or two of the gifts functioning in his life. Then here's a list of the giftings, and there are actually nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. If you count these gifts, there, there are nine of them. Then it says, verse 8, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, 
to another the word of knowledge by the same spirit, to another faith by the same spirit, to another the gifts of healing, healing by the same spirit. Now, interestingly, where he says another the gifts of healing by the same spirit, this is the only one of the nine gifts that is in the plural. All the other gifts are in the singular, but gifts of healing is in the plural. And we, we, we'll touch that later. Why? To another, the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kind of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Now, now I want to point out here, this is, this is very interesting. First, it talks about that, you know, there are diversities of operations and, you know, how the gifts function and that the gifts are given to every man to profit with all, etc., etc. Then there's a list of the gifts and immediately following the list of, list of the gifts, it's, uh, it begins to talk about the body of Christ. For as the body is one and the body has many members and all the members of one body, and all the members of that one body, although we are many, we are one body, just like Jesus is one. We are all one in Christ. And uh, for by one spirit, we are baptized into one body, whether we are Jewish believers or Gentile believers, we are part of one body, whether we be bond or free, we're be made to drink into one spirit. So, which, you know, this is important to understand. This means that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are to serve the body. Firstly, they are meant to serve the body. And secondly, they are to flow in the context of the body. Are you with me? The gifts of the Spirit are, uh, are to flow in the context of the body. And they actually belong to the Holy Spirit, but they are given to the body. And so... Uh, the sad thing is that in our modern day, you know, someone is gifted by God, has a gift of the spirit flowing in him. And instead of serving the body, he takes his gift and builds a ministry around it. Then he's traveling all around and he's preaching, he's healing the sick and taking big, up, big offerings. And he has got his ministry, which is independent from the churches. And he does nothing to build up the church. Everything is to build up his ministry his kingdom so he can have a healing gift or or whatever but that healing the miracle working gift it's really basically self-serving he goes around does big rallies big meetings people gather people get healed and it's all about him and his ministry and he's not really serving the body and it's that and that gift is his thing it doesn't belong to the body the body has nothing to do with it because he is the body, but he's out there. He's exclusive. He's special. He's better than everybody else. And the body is looking up to him. And you know, that kind of thing. That's wrong. Beloved, that's wrong. The gifts, they don't belong to an individual. They belong to the Holy Spirit, but they're given to the body. But they're administered through individuals to serve the body. Right? And... When it talks about the body, the body isn't about individual ministers or individual carriers of gifts. It's about the body 
we are one. So the Bible talks about we serve one another. So we always have to remember that the gifts in their proper context are in the context of the body. Now, that's the first thing you have to remember. Now, then, but this is, now I'm going to go into the actual gifts, but I'm giving you a bit of a background, which is very, very important if you are to fully understand the gifts and what they are for and how they should work. Now, the last verse of uh, the 12th chapter, 1 Corinthians 12, the famous chapter on the gifts of the Spirit says, <coughs> but covet the, but covet earnestly the best gifts. So this is really the only place in the entire scripture. There may be others that I have overlooked, but this is the and only scripture I have seen where it actually tells us to covet something. You know, the Bible is against covetousness, but it says we should covet earnestly the best gifts. Now, what are the best gifts? Well, the best gifts are the ones with which you serve people the best. They are the best. And we are all different and God uses us differently. And so the best gifts are the ones that work the best through you in the context of your service and your ministry to the Lord. Say, for example, I would say if you if a person is called to be a prophet, obviously uh, the best gifts for him would be prophecy, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. If someone is called to be an evangelist, the best gifts for him would be gifts of healing, working on miracles, gift of faith, you know, in, in, in that way. So we should covet earnestly the best gift. Now that also tells us is, you know, there are some religious cliches and one cliche I've heard among, among Pentecostals is seek the gift. Uh, no, sorry. Don't seek the gift. Seek the giver. Well, I'm sorry. That is religion. That's religious. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible doesn't say don't seek the gift, but seek the giver. But because here it says covet earnestly the best gift. So I would say my advice to you, seek the giver and the gift. Seek the giver and the gift, but seek the gift from the hand of the giver. So don't say I seek one or the other. Don't don't play up the gifts against the giver. They're both important, they, but the gifts come from the giver. So seek the giver, but also seek the gift. gift. When you're in the presence of the giver, when you're on your knees before the giver, say, Lord, I want the gift because here it says in the scripture, covet earnestly the best gifts. And then it says, and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. That is, God says, I want to show you something that is greater than the gift. And that, and that's when we go into, uh, into the 13th chapter, right? In the, into the 13th chapter, because uh, the first chapter and then this, uh, I'm sorry, the 12th chapter, the 13th chapter, when the books of the Bible were written, there were no chapter and verse divisions. They were put in there by the translators. So let us continue into the next chapter. It says, but covet earnestly the best gifts, which is the last verse of the 12th chapter. And yet I show unto you a more excellent way. And the next verse says, though I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am becoming as I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could move mountains, but I have not love, I have I am nothing. So you have to remember that this is this is how God how God looks at it. So it says that we can have great faith, we can have 
great uh, miracles and all those things. But if I don't have love, I am nothing. That's what it is. If I don't have love, I have nothing. So what he said in 1 Corinthians 12 talks about the gifts. And then it says that the gifts are in the context of service to the body. And the gifts are gifts belong to the body, but they're administered to members of the body. But they're ours. They're not of a single individual persons. They belong to the Holy Spirit, but they belong to us as a body. And we use the gifts to serve the body. That's why the best place for the gifts is not individual superstar preachers on TV, but it is in the context of the body. That's when the body is best served by the gifts. And then, and then it says, but here is, but then it says, covet earnestly the best gifts. But then it says there's something more excellent than the gifts. And this is it. It says if you can have the gifts and you can work miracles and all those wonderful things. But if you don't have love, you're actually nothing, which is zero. You're actually zero. And none of us wants to be in that position when we, when, when we lose context of it. Because you see, here's two things that can happen. And it's a scary scenario. And that is that, for example, uh, I pursue the gifts. That's great. I, I covet the gifts and God begins to, you know, flow through me in the gifts. And then suddenly what happens, I begin to think that because I have the gifts flowing through me, I prophesy whereas others can't. And I can see things in the spiritual the spirit world that others can't and I prophesy words of knowledge, words of wisdom. I lay hands on the sick and I see miracles when others don't. You know, the thing is that we must keep everything in context and we can begin to think that, well, I'm superior to everybody else because I have these gifts and they don't or they do have the gifts, but I have it more powerfully than they do have. And then, and then what happens along when you have a gift flowing through on a consistent basis and there are results and there are, let me tell you this, there are difference between fruits and results. Fruits are Christ manifested in you and through you. Results is just numbers. Results is things happen and fruits have results, but results are not necessarily fruit. We should remember that. So what happens that I have this ministry and I, I learned how to operate in the gifts of the spirit and I'm flowing and then I soon have a little fan club around me and they admire me. Then there's churches invite me and I'm out there. Next thing I'm on television. I'm this big guy, big shot. And I do have a home church, but I'm more and more disconnected from the home church. And the church, the pastor has no influence on my life. I'm doing my own thing. I'm a hero. I'm a star. And then I lose context of the body. And, and, and the body is out there, but I'm here. I'm not really serving the body. I'm doing what I call ministry. You see, that is, that is the great American gospel machine in operation. It's business. And it's abominable to God. And... And the worst case scenario is this, this, there, here it is where it can end up. In Matthew 7, 22, 23, Jesus said, now these are the words of Jesus. I'm not trying to scare anyone. Well, maybe I am, but I like to scare myself because God uses me. I see miracles. And if there's anything I am afraid of, it is this. I don't want to end up in that. So many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works. And then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, 
you that work iniquity. So what happens is that when you become a part of the great American gospel business machine and you know you see miracles, you've got this thing going and one day you stand before the Lord and say, Lord, I did all this in your name and the Lord says, I never knew you. And you know, we, you just, just have to be careful. So the way to keep safe is to always recalibrate yourself, making sure that you, that, that, that you are accountable, that you are humble and you stay in the context of the body, that you're in the context of the local church and that you've got people around you who can speak into your life and you actually listen to people and uh, you stay small in your own eyes and all these things. And because then I tell you, God can flow through you. The gifts of the spirit can flow through you and it's fantastic. Now, I want to say this one more thing and that is that miracles authenticate the message but Christ-likeness authenticates the messengers, the messenger. Miracles say nothing about you. You can have the greatest miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit flowing through your ministry, but it says nothing about you as a person. But what speaks of you as a person is Christ-likeness. When people look at you and they say, you know, this man, I see Jesus in him. I see, when I look into his eyes, I see Jesus. He has the love and the mercy, the compassion of Jesus. I see Jesus. That, that speaks of you. But miracles just tell everybody how wonderful Jesus is and how wonderful the gospel is. Okay, so this is a backdrop. Now, let's go to the gifts of the Spirit themselves. Now, if you look at this list of gifts that I read to you from uh, 1 Corinthians 12, we can, there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and we can divide them into three categories. This is just for the sake of study and to, you know, to categorize them and to understand them easily, how they work. We can divide these gifts into three categories of three gifts each. So there are nine gifts of the Holy Spirit and we can divide them into three categories. The first category are the utterance gifts the utterance gifts of the Holy Spirit. That means these are the gifts that utter something, that say something. These are gifts that say something and they are the gift of speaking in diverse kinds of tongues. Secondly, the gift of the interpretation of tongues. And thirdly, the gift of prophecy. So you have tongues and interpretation of tongues and the gift of prophecy. And sometimes this gift kind of intermesh, you know, they, there's no sharp edges between them. Say, for example, uh, tongues, right? Someone speaks in tongues and someone interprets. So tongues and interpretation at times can be a prophecy or someone can just give a prophecy by itself. So if you see what I mean, there's like tongues plus interpretation can make a prophecy or tongues plus interpretation can carry a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom or it can just be a word of knowledge, word of wisdom or prophecy. So what I'm saying is that sometimes these gifts intermesh, they overlap is the proper word. So uh, the three utterance gifts are the gift of speaking in diverse kinds of tongues, the gift of the interpretation of tongues and the gift of prophecy. Now, the second category of gifts are the revelation gifts of the Holy Spirit. These are gifts that reveal something, that show something, that enable you to see something. And the first is the gift 
of the word of knowledge. Now, there's no such thing as the gift of knowledge. Some people think, oh, you read a lot of books, you have the gift of knowledge. No, there's no such. This is not the gift of knowledge. It's the gift of the word of knowledge. And I will, when we come, when we come to it, I'll explain to you later. Then you have the gift of the word of wisdom. In other words, there's no such thing as the gift of wisdom. But there's a gift which is the gift of the word of wisdom. And I'll explain that to you. It's totally supernatural. Uh, it's not acquired by reading books or just by being smart. The third is the gift of the discernment of spirits. Again, there's no such thing as the gift of discernment. Sometimes people think, oh, I have the gift of discernment. I can look at a guy and tell you how I feel in my spirit, whether it's good or bad. That is very dangerous because that is often judgmentalism. You, you don't like it the way a guy, you know, his, you don't like a person's mannerisms. You don't like the way he parts his hair and you say, oh, I feel something in the spirit about him. And many people have hurt other people in church terribly by uh, using their prejudices and their suspicions about people which are totally unfounded. And they say, I have the gift of discernment. There is no, let me just say this one more time. There is no such thing in the Bible as the gift of discernment, but there is a gift of discernment of spirits. And I will explain to you later what it means uh, when we come to it. Then come the third category of the gifts of the spirit and they're the power gifts of the spirit. So the utterance gifts, they say something. The revelation gifts, they you see something and the power gifts, they do something, right? So the first category, you say something, they say something. The second category, they see something. The third category, they do something. And that is the gifts of healing. Now, interestingly, as I said earlier, the gifts of healing is the only gift that is in the plural. All the others are in the singular. The gifts of healing, and secondly, the gift of the working of miracles. And thirdly, the gift of faith. Amen. So anyway, so let us uh, stop here and tomorrow we will continue. We'll go into the gifts and do an in-depth study. But uh, let us have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you. I honor you. I worship you. I thank you for your mercy, your love, your goodness for us. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you bore all of our sins, our shortcomings, and our diseases upon your own self, Lord Jesus, and by your stripes we have been healed. So I declare life and health and healing over every home, over every family, Father, where my voice is being heard right now. Bless them, meet every need they have in the name of Jesus. And Lord, continue your blessing upon us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, and I'll see you again tomorrow. And oh, by the way, if you have any questions, anything, just feel free to write to me and I will try to help you.